Hey, what's good, people? It's another episode of Rebel Theories. Again, I am your host, Jay the Advocate. And today, what I wanted to do is talk about black men. But it's so much to talk about. So what I'm going to do is break it up as much as I can trying to give as much information as I can. So it's going to be broken up into different parts. So for right now, I'm going to speak on masculinity, black masculinity. Um, the what's good about it, what's bad about it, what um, how we defined it or how I would define it, how it's defined and um, what we can do to fix it as black men. Um, we have a lot of work to do. With that being said, though, this is a podcast on duality. So, yes, I will be speaking on how black men can do better. But the misogyny is coming later. Just understand that. Like, it's it's coming. It, it will be here. So... Yes, I understand how can I speak about black men being better and then just switch to letting you guys know that, you know, black men also don't cheat. I'm, just stay tuned. We're going to see how that works out. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see how that, that goes, how I just flawlessly flow that into each other. Okay? So, bear with me. We're going to be right back right after this. <laughs> Production. <laughs> All right, so we're back, and first one I want to start off with is um, the definition of masculinity. According to dictionary.com, the definition of masculinity is the quality or nature of the male sex, the quality, state, or degree of being masculine or manly. Um, to, in addition to that, uh, Wikipedia also says, which I know is an incredible source, but I felt like it would be a great addition to the definition itself. Um, the description is masculinity is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with boys and men. Although masculinity is socially constructed, some research indicates that some behaviors considered masculine are biologically influenced. To what extent masculinity is biologically or socially influenced is subject to debate. So, in the long run, basically, that masculinity as a whole is a social construct now saying that it's a social construct makes me probably sound like some woke nigga but understand that these are just ideals that um men create to i guess police other men which is weird when you say it out loud um and when i say police other men that's also how we start with 
how a lot of you niggas are fragile. And, of course, when you're saying, oh, you know, Jay, what is fragile? Or what are you talking about when you speak on fragileness, right? What I'm saying is, is that it's fragile masculinity is the, is the, the feeling that some men get when they feel like they are falling short in the social idea of what a man is. And that could be about anything, right? So when you're saying falling short, right, I'm saying falling short in the sight of men is supposed to be um, hypersexual. Men are supposed to be uh, have this certain uh, level of aggression, certain understanding and likeness for violence. Um, and even the the high the highest level of misogyny is also like embedded in the construct of masculinity or what a fragile masculinity would would pertain to understanding that when in situations for example if a um a man was to cry in front of another man or feeling like he wants to cry but he's in front of other men and don't want to cry that would be fragile. Or if a straight male came across a heterosexual male would feel uneasy just to be around a heterosexual male. It's just the fragileness, the things that, the small things, and that's what's sad about it. It's the small things that trigger the, the fragileness in men to want to have to overexert themselves to prove that they are the social construct of what a man is. And that's the sad idea about it. Now, when also speaking on how fragile masculinity could be adopted into toxic masculinity. So now we're speaking on what is toxic and how is toxic masculinity match or is related to the fragile aspect of it see when a nigga is fragile right he has to do more in order to prove to other people as well mostly himself but to prove that he is what society would deem a man or at least what he was taught because this is also things that you know black men are taught when we are raised and some of the times it's even women who teach this and yes i said women see women also play a part in toxic masculinity there are also women in the world that possess toxic masculinity that encourage it as well see the idea of you know toxic masculinity is where Strength is everything and emotions are weakness where also sex is, you know, sex and, you know, just violence is 
a focal point to be measured on and like female traits where to be well things that would be deemed as female traits would be like vulnerability like a man can't be vulnerable to feel vulnerable is a sign of weakness and you can't be weak now to say that I can also attest to that that I hate the sense of weakness. I hate the sense of feeling weak. I cannot feel that way. I feel as though that um, in the moments where I'm in a situation where I feel weak, that it is frustrating for me. Like I wouldn't do anything to overexert the idea that I need to uh, be more manly or have more strength, but. It would be frustrating to me mentally when I am in a situation where I deem myself um, the weaker factor or the weakling uh, in the sense. What do I do to want to better that for myself now? The ideas that I come up with would be for me to realize that it is okay for me to feel the way I feel at that moment. No matter what the case is, it is okay to feel um, if you have fallen short in a situation, it's okay to feel as though that you did not win, but don't dwell in that. You know what I'm saying? That's not something for you to dwell in as black men. We That's how we fall deeper and deeper into the darkest pits of just our minds and how strong and and dangerous that could be for us. Now, on the ideas of just men feeling like to have a lot of sex is what men is what a man's supposed to be, um, just you know problems with heterosexuality uh, or anything that just isn't just a cis man, like just not like the idea, the construct of men having to be the uh, ballers, the um, tough guy, the womanizer, just those ideals are all toxic traits. We don't have to be those things. We got to do better as men. Like, just understanding that black women are always our backbones to a lot of things, and we can and need to do a lot better in our relationships with black women. Now, the idea of protecting black women has been um, talked about or a subject of conversation more recently uh, due to what's going on this year uh, or due to a lot of what's going on this year. And I can see how um, there's a lot of examples where black women aren't feeling protected, right? And then there's also black men who feel like, well, you know, we are protecting y'all, right? So we can't speak for the general population. No one person can speak for the general population. It's, it, does, it isn't right on both sides for one person to say black men aren't protecting black women, as well as um, it isn't fair for one man to say that, you know, all black men are protecting black women. So there aren't some of us that aren't doing anything to protect our black women. There's some of us that knows that there's some foul shit going on and we do nothing to um, stop it. We do nothing to help and more so just mind that business. And sometimes 
or not in you know in most cases that's really the wrong thing to do uh, what we need to do is um, first within ourselves understand that there are feelings that we feel in situations where it may be tough and it may be new but to embrace those things like men have to embrace their feminine side let's start there we started somewhere else but whatever we're gonna start there like it is okay <laughs> you niggas are so macho and it don't have to be like y'all don't have it there's no but i can see why y'all feel this way because like i said women add on to that like women also add on to the factor of like the idea of what a man is supposed to be like the man is supposed to be a macho guns blazing rambo ass nigga and he can't have room to really speak on emotions and especially can't speak on his emotions too much because if he speaks out of turn into his emotions or speak too much into his emotions, then he becomes uh, known as, you know, maybe weak or too emotional or um, just just things in that nature. And we, we need to, as just as a whole... And I'm speaking on everybody as a whole, just get into the uh the the idea of helping each other out like helping each other out ways on helping black men uh become more healthy in their masculinity and starting off with you know what does black healthy masculinity or healthy black masculinity even look like right so black men find you a therapist particularly black of course um and of a male see i think a part of going down the road or starting down the path of uh, healthy black masculinity is identifying that healthy black masculinity in another black man, right? To be able to look up what those traits may be, which is, you know, loving thyself, um, loving who you are, loving the things that you may not love about yourself, like your flaws, you know what I'm saying? Um, The mistakes that you make, the decisions that you make. Um, just understanding that you are someone of importance and that your voice is important. Your thoughts are important. I think those are the the the, the, the beginning traits, at least, or some of the traits to, to start on that journey of, of becoming more healthy in your masculinity. Uh, I think also a part of that is, you know, that deals with the healing. Like, black men, we need to heal and properly to identify uh, different ways to cope with the the trauma that we have because we definitely, as black men, feel as though that if we don't go through trauma, do we really succeed in life? Do we really push forward in life? Do we have any sort of motivation if we don't uh, have any sort of trauma, Right. Um, feeling like you're more than just your pockets, you know what I'm saying? Understanding that you are more, you can provide more than just the financial aspect. 
that you are more than just a, a, a bank yourself, right? Understanding that there is love and love isn't as fragile it is for you to feel that way about not only yourself, but the next black man, right? There's nothing wrong with loving the next black man or having love for the next black man. Those are the, that's how I would like to start those things. I think that's, that's a great start on, on the journey of, of, um, gaining a healthy, healthy masculinity. After you heal properly and you find those traits or those, those methods of healing, it's important to find the methods of healing and what that could be. For me, I'm a dancer, so my... One of, I could say, I'm not even gonna lie. So one of the my coping mechanisms would be to dance. And that makes me feel better in regards to whatever I'm feeling at the time. And that's more of a positive one. Negative ones would be like drinking or the or just casually having sex and just things of that nature. Like you we're adults, we're at a big age, we know damn well what our bad coping mechanisms and what can we do to replace those with good ones, right? Okay. So I think black women also play a vital role, of course, in black men. Like I said, we do damn near everything for black women. So definitely black women play a big role. But for men, what I'm saying is we have to identify how to love black women properly. So there, therefore, black women can love us properly. It's an even exchange. If we learn how to love black women properly, teach those ideals for black women themselves, because so not saying that all black women know how to do it, I, that's part of the problem. So understanding that black women know how to properly love black men as well, then it could be a continuous cycle. Just simple as that. Like just showing that that like that, that love can just grow into exponential things in life. It just it just really turns a person a, it turns the tide in a person's life feeling genuinely loved, having that open space to feel love. Now, uh, a part of that open space is also being vulnerable as well. Like understanding that it's okay to feel vulnerable. See, vulnerability isn't a sign of weakness although it may be associated with weakness, but it isn't a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength to be able to be vulnerable, right? To control those emotions where it doesn't spiral out of, you know, make you do see uh, um, things in a negative aspect, right? You are in a place where you can speak on how you feel freely, understand those emotions marinate on those emotions and then figure out ways how to not only control those emotions but may in the you know in some events or certain situations change those emotions you know what i'm saying like but that starts with us first right understanding that we can do we can express ourselves freely without feeling bad without feeling like this is too much without feeling um as if what we're saying is too much. What we're saying doesn't make sense. We're not allowed to say these things. We're not allowed to feel these ways. Uh, all that is is non-existent. All that is dead. It's not a thing for real. You can express yourself how you how you see fit, right? In the positive way of how you see fit. 
Whereas we need to create that space for ourselves and not only create that space for ourselves, but have people in our lives that also help us with that space, that also help us create that space. So not only for ourselves, but when we hang around people, we're entering a space where we can also be free to to be vulnerable, right? But what I also do is follow some pages on Instagram and uh you know, on Twitter as well. I even listen to some podcasts. So if you guys, you know, want to uh, follow some of these, uh, like companies and pages and stuff like that, um, I can give you a few. Um, One that I follow, you know, this is not an ad. I'm not advertising for these people. I just want to, you know, give, uh, pass it on. Just put people on. You know what I'm saying? Put black men on. Like you don't have to. It doesn't have to be with the raw raws and hooplas people. Okay, we could we could have a sense of positivity in our lives, and I think these are things that'll help. You know, just black men just become better black men, right? So one that I follow is men at men underscore thrive. That's men underscore thrive another one that i follow is at therapy for black men that's therapy for blk for black men um for my black fathers out there there's a page that i follow uh at dear dot fathers shout out to the black dads out there the girl dads um and i listen to a podcast specifically about Black masculinity is called Let's Talk, bro. You can also follow um, them on Instagram uh, at Let's Talk, bro. B R U H for the bro, right? Uh, you can listen to their podcast on Spotify. And I'm not gonna lie, since I listened, started listening to their podcast, I learned a lot. Like it, it, it's about educating. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these things happen in life. A lot of a lot of things happen. In our lives as black men, because we're not properly educated. Not saying that we're not educated at all, or educated at all. Not saying that we're not educated at all. But what I'm saying is, is that sometimes the things that we learn may not be what's best for us. So to open up our minds to, for the idea that there's more out there than what we were taught. Educating ourselves in specific ideals and areas that we may not speak on much but we should and we have to so this was my time i definitely thank y'all for tuning in today um next podcast we're going to dabble more into black men um stay tuned in for that and thank you for holding me down you know definitely appreciate the listens and i'm out